Assalamu alaikum. At university, I just uh, have a prayer mat and uh, I pray like in the stairwells or in the corridors. And I feel so good, you know, because uh, it's kind of like you're inspiring others too. And people just walk by and they give you a look or something, but they really respect it. And, uh, you know, when I ask someone if I could pray here, she's like, yeah, go ahead. You have the right, you have the free right, you know, to pray. It's uh, your thing. And uh, also, in my first year, a professor of mine, I had classes on Friday. So I asked him, you know, I have to go for Juma. And he said, he was very knowledgeable. And he's like, yeah, you guys pray five times a day. And uh, yeah, of course, you can like change your class. And he was so accommodating and they respected a lot. So Alhamdulillah, it's amazing we have such people in our community. See, good deeds are such that one good deed strengthens you to perform another good deed. And sins are such that one sin will strengthen you to perform another sin. Really. One good leads to another good. And one sin leads to another sin. So if you become particular about your prayers at home, your nafs will not allow you to leave prayer when you're outside. It just won't be okay. Like the Prophet ﷺ told Ibn Abbas anhu that be mindful of Allah and Allah will protect you. Right? So you be mindful of Allah where you have control. And in situations where you don't have much control and freedom, then Allah will protect you. He will facilitate for you. But you have to do your part. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, when we were traveling and uh, we drove to British Columbia and many times we checked the shadow, you know, where the shadow was falling. And this is how we figured out where the east, west and north is. And then this is how we prayed. Yeah. So you this know, is you also out yeah, a very important that thing that we should learn about because shadows, I mean, basically they tell you about direction in general. Okay, go ahead. Assalamu alaikum. I've said this before and I'm repeating it that prayer in public is the best form of dawah. Every time we go to the States, my son insists that we pray in the parking lot, no matter it may be cold. But he'll say, no, mom, you know, this is the best place. And they look at you. Sometimes we've even had people shout at us, go back home or something like that. But when they were shouting, it made more people look at us, whereas they wouldn't have noticed otherwise. Yeah. I mean, you know yourself. If you feel afraid, if you feel like you're vulnerable, there are too many people who could harm you, you don't have to necessarily go out and pray in front of everybody. Go find a corner, go find a room somewhere and pray over there. You know, sometimes park your car in a certain way that you can pray behind it. You know, figure something out. Yes. I remember one day I was working and the venue that they chose, the place was, was for a church. And I was working from 9 to 9. So it was 12 hours. And I was so scared. I'm like, how am I going to tell these church people that I, I need to pray? Or like... <laughs> Are they going to get mad at me? Are they going to feel disrespected? But when I went up to her and I said, excuse me, I need a place to pray. Is that okay? She said, of course, this is a place of worship. So go ahead and worship wherever you want to pray. And I felt like exactly what you said. I felt like when I made that amnia that I need to pray, like Allah protected me and she was so nice to me. So like, it was a good example. And now there will be times when you will ask people and they'll say no. They won't let you. They won't allow you. Right? I think I shared that experience with you also that once I was at a government building and I had to pray. It was winter, lower time. I had to pray. Asr was coming in and I knew that by the time I'd get home, 
it would be Maghrib time. So I had to pray. And I asked if I could pray somewhere. And there were so many rooms, lunch room, whatever, labeled, clear windows. And I could see those rooms are not being used. I asked, they said, no, no. I mean, when somebody said no to you, do you argue with them? You can't. So I had to go out and pray in the parking lot, in the cold. It was windy, but I had to pray. I did. And I came back inside and finished my work and alhamdulillah went back home. So yes, there will be times when there is ease and there will be times when there is difficulty. But when you have to pray, you pray in ease and in difficulty. Go ahead. As a female, I feel like when we're praying, when we're bending down and we're doing it in public, it doesn't look nice. It doesn't look like, it looks a bit like, you know what I mean? Okay. So are we allowed to pray in a car when we know that? No. If you can stand and pray, you have to stand and pray. What if right? is going to stick out? No, no. Then you make arrangements that what kind of clothes are you wearing? Are you wearing something that will cover you properly? That is something that we need to fix. I mean, why are we going out with a short shirt anyway? Why? We should be wearing something that's long enough, that covers our thighs well. And if you feel that even your abaya or your dress or skirt, whatever you're wearing is too tight, again, on top of that, wear something that will cover you nicely. Right? And again, when you're praying outside, it doesn't have to be in a very exposed area. You could find a corner somewhere. Look around, you'll find a place. You will. And when you don't, ask Allah. Like seriously, you want to worship Allah and you're finding it difficult to find an appropriate spot. Ask Him to guide you. Really, ask Him. And He will show you the way. Go ahead. A sister mentioned earlier about um, praying in public so that other people can also be encouraged. This is so true. It has happened to me so many times. Once I was volunteering and it was Maghrib time and I was like kind of nervous to pray. And then this lady was praying in the middle on side and then I was like oh I should pray too so I prayed and then my friends prayed with me so it was just because of that one lady all three of us prayed Alhamdulillah going back to what you said earlier you know sometimes you're outside with your kids in a stroller maybe park the stroller in such a way that you know it's going to shelter you you know do something be creative figure you know again decide that you want to pray that's it so last year, our school, they made an arrangement, like they booked her room for every day for Zahar prayers. But this year when we asked them, they were like, we don't have anything, and they said sorry. And then we had to go, go talk to my librarian, and now they booked a separate room for us. Before it used to be just me, and then within a week, now we're seven to eight girls, and we pray every day. Alhamdulillah. You know, I remember when I first came to Canada, I went to a university for an Islamic program. And when I went and saw the prayer room, I was like, mashallah. I mean... I had just come from Pakistan. And in Pakistan, you don't have prayer rooms in schools. You don't. I had never seen a prayer room. And here I am in a Western country. And there is a prayer room with a wudu area so that you don't have to lift up your foot in a sink. You can actually wash it easily. Seriously. I mean, people who worked for it so that it's built in the school, in the campus. What a huge blessing it is. But if they chickened out, then would we be able to pray? No. So when you're confident and you make a way, you don't just help yourself, you help so many other people. So this one time I came home from school and then I realized I didn't have my home keys. So I called my sister and I was like, well, can I do tayammum? And then she said, yeah, you can. And so I rubbed my hands on like a stone in front of our house and I prayed duhr on the driveway. And then I tried hacking the house with my student card. Okay. 
Yeah, sometimes that also happens that you're stuck. You know that the time of prayer is going to end very soon. And you don't have any option. There is no Tim Hortons nearby or no place where you could go do wudu. So what do you do in that situation? Assalamu alaikum. I have a friend and she is a single mom and she was working long time in company. Then after that they have new management and then they say you can't pray. Every time she goes to the washroom and she makes sure that she has wudu. So she sneak out and then she pray and then they follow her. So she doesn't want to stop the job, right? She needs the money. So what happened? She got a night dream that say, don't go to work. She said, when I wake up, I say, no, I ignore. I say, that's what your soul say, tell you. Okay. You have to go work and then feed the children. So she go to work. And the next night, she got another dream. She they say, someone like, talk to you. Don't go to work. And she ignore, she go to work. Third night, she sent him. She got another dream. So next morning, she went to work. While she's going to work, she fell and she broke her leg. After that, she come home and then say, oh, that's warning, maybe I shouldn't go to work. After she, like, get held and then after that, she opened her house. Like, after three, four months, she healed and then she say, well, I'm going to get the job, what I do. Anyway, she opened uh, her house, a business, and she get money. She make money more than she was making the company. See? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, she's always when people, she always tell them. Like how she was like attached to them and she cried and she tried herself how to like keep her in yeah. job. Yeah. See, but, the know, thing is, when you leave prayer, the Prophet wasallam said, you're no longer in Allah's protection. So you are leaving your prayer out of fear of people so that people won't harm you. But you have just exposed yourself to people so that they can harm you. So pray and protect yourself. Remember the hadith. If the people were to gather together to harm you, they would not be able to harm you with anything except that which Allah has already written for you. The thing is, we haven't internalized the azan, you know, the meaning of the azan. Allahu Akbar, do we really believe that there is no God but Allah, that the Prophet ﷺ is the last messenger, that the prayer is success, is success yeah. you know? Yes. So the people in hell will say that لَمْ نَكُ مِنَ الْمُصَلِّينَ We were not of those who prayed وَلَمْ نَكُ And we did not used to نُطْعِمُ الْمِسْكِينَ We did not feed the poor, the needy. Now generally what happens? When a person has you know, eaten too much or they're just fulfilling their desires, then praying salah is also difficult. Here we see a person who does not pray and a person who does not care of the needy. Selfish, right? Doesn't care about God, and doesn't care about the creation. Doesn't care about the needy. Now, food is the most basic need, isn't it? It's more important than shelter. It's more important than education even. I mean, if a person is hungry, they're going to die. If they're not eating, they're going to die. So the number one thing that people need to survive is what? Food. So, miskeen is a person who's needy, meaning he needs food. So, lam naku nut'imul miskeen, we did not used to feed the needy. They were hungry, we had the food, we could give them, but we did not. What does this show us? That people will end up in hell because of such crimes also. Because of neglecting the rights of humanity. Now what happens generally is that 
when we become particular about our prayers, we think we have no obligation towards people, towards humanity. And on the other hand, there is another extreme where people, you know, start doing charitable work and, you know, they are concerned about the welfare of humanity. Then what do they neglect? Prayer. So both are needed. Prayer and taking care of humanity. وَكُنَّا نَخُوضُ And we used to indulge. مَعَ الْخَائِضِينَ With those who indulged. نَخُوضُ خَائِضِينَ خَوَوْضَادُ What does خَوْض mean? To enter into water. Right? And then just stay there. Just get lost in it. And it's used for a conversation or a matter or an activity that a person indulges in and he just gets lost in it. He forgets about everything else. So we indulged in conversations, in discourse, in debates, in activities with those who indulged, engrossed themselves. And basically we lost track of time. We didn't realize salah was delayed. We didn't realize that you know, in having fun, in just spending on ourselves and enjoying our money, we didn't realize that there were so many people who were needy, whom we could take care of. Really, what prevents people from prayer? It's khawd. We're too busy having fun. And what prevents people from spending on the needy? Khawd. We're too busy having fun. If I give my money, what will I use? How will I have fun? وَكُنَّا نَخُوضُ مَعَ الْخَائِضِينَ In vain discussions, useless activities, wasting our lives. And this is something that we also need to pay attention to. I mean, khawd, this is so easy. How quickly you can find yourself so emotional about something that's going on in another country and you're debating about it, you're discussing it, and you're discussing the pros and cons and whatnot. And you realize you just spent two hours discussing something that your discussion is not going to change. Your knowledge of it is not going to change anything. Isn't it? Just because you know about what happened, who said what, and what they're doing now, and what they might do, is that going to change anything? I mean, who are you? وَكُنَّا نَخُوضُ مَعَ الْخَائِضِينَ Please, be careful about where your time goes. Be careful about what you're discussing, and how much time you're giving to these discussions, and what you're doing, and how much time you're giving to those activities. Yeah. I mean, there are people who watch for seven hours, non-stop, eight hours, non-stop, living in a different country, by the way. Right? And then, you know, if you slept that night on time and woke up a fajr on time, and I'm sure somebody or the other told you. I'm sure you found your phone exploding. Right? So, really, save your time. We were not created to just talk. We were not created to discuss. We were not created to argue. We were created for a greater purpose. Focus on that. I just wanted to say that social media takes up a lot of our time these days. All of them, like Twitter, to Facebook, to Instagram, to what's that, Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, all of them. Yeah. And you see, it's ma'al khaidin With those who indulge. Because you can't do this alone, right? And we used to deny the day of recompense until there came to us the certainty. What is death? Because that's the most certain fact of your life that you will die. Allah says, So it will not benefit them. 
What will not benefit them? Shafa'atu shafi'een, the intercession of those who intercede. Even the intercession of the prophets and the angels and the righteous is not gonna benefit them. Why? Because no one can help you if you have not helped yourself. فَمَا لَهُمْ So what is wrong with these people right now? That when they're reminded, when they're warned, look at their response. عَنِ التَّذْكِرَةِ From the reminder, they are مُعْرِضِينَ Turning away. They're ones who turn away. Right now, as they're reminded, as the Qur'an is recited before them, they just turn away. كَأَنَّهُمْ As if they were حُمُرٌ Donkeys that are مُسْتَنْفِرَةٌ That are alarmed. The way they run away from the Qur'an is like how donkeys, alarmed, frightened donkeys run away. Humur, plural of the word himar. What is himar? Donkey. And a donkey symbolizes what? What does it symbolize? Intelligence? The exact opposite of that. Foolishness. That they're acting like donkeys. Why don't they use their reason? At least listen to what is being said. At least find out what the Qur'an says. But look at these people without even listening. As soon as they see the messenger, as soon as they hear the Qur'an, as soon as they hear mention of religion, they just run away. Like mustanfira. Mustanfira, nunfara, nafara, to set out for battle. It's also used for running, stampeding. As if they are donkeys running away. Why are they running away? Farrat. Fleeing min qaswara from the hunter. Farrat, firar. To run out of fear in order to save oneself. So they're like donkeys that are running away from who? From qaswara. Qaswara is used for hunter, but the word also applies to a lion. So just imagine now. Zebras are described as wild donkeys, alright? Because they're very similar. So just imagine now. A herd of zebras. And what happens? All of a sudden, a lion comes. Do you see those zebras running? Will they run? How will they run? How will they run? Without looking at where they're going. You remember that movie Lion King? What happened with that poor little cub? What happened to his dad? He died. Why? Why? Stampede. Right? Farrat. Min qaswara. This is how they run. As if this Qur'an is going to harm them. This is how averse they are to this warning. So by this description, their foolishness is being described. That how ridiculously these people behave. It's the Qur'an after all. Why don't they listen? What's the harm? Bal yuridu. Rather he wants. Who? Kullumri'in minhum. Every person from them. He wants that an yu'ta, that he should be given suhufan, scriptures that are munashara, that are spread about. Suhuf, plural of sahifa, and munashara, nun shinra, meaning one that is spread open. Each and every person amongst them is so arrogant that he wants that a letter, a scripture, a book should be sent only to him. You see the mushrikeen, they said to the Prophet ﷺ that if you want us to believe, then you know what? There should be a scripture, written scripture, that should come down from the heaven to us, telling us that we should believe in you. 
You know, I find this so amazing. Because only 17 people in Makkah could actually read and write. And here these people are saying that a letter, a written letter should be sent to us. Well, even if a written letter comes, will they be able to read it? But look at their pride. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, in Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 124, that, We shall never believe until what was given to the messengers is also given to us. The wahi that comes to him should also come to us. In Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 7, Allah says, وَلَوْ نَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ كِتَابًا فِي قِرْطَاسٍ فَلَمَسُوهُ بِأَيْدِيهِمْ لَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا سِحْرٌ مُبِينٌ That if a written scripture was sent to them, and these people, they actually touched it, because all they could do was basically touch it, right? They couldn't read it. Still, they would say, this is magic. They wouldn't believe in it. Allah says, الْآخِرَةِ The real problem is that these people don't fear the hereafter. Because if they feared the matter of the hereafter, they would never make such demands. And they wouldn't run away in this foolish manner. No, indeed it is a reminder. What is a reminder? This Qur'an is a reminder. For who? فَمَنْ شَاءَ ذَكَرَ So whoever wills, then he can remember it. A reminder has been sent. Now it is up to you. Do you want to take it? Do you want to remember? Do you want to benefit from it? Well, in order to benefit from it, first you listen and not run away. وَمَا يَذْكُرُونَ Allah says, and they will not remember. They will not benefit from this reminder. Allah, Except that Allah wills. If Allah wills, if He gives the ability, only then they will be able to benefit from this reminder. And really this is true. No person can receive guidance until and unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He allows them. Now this doesn't mean that Allah forces misguidance on people. No, He doesn't. He has given people the will to make their decisions. But nobody can execute their will without Allah's permission. So what this means is that if a person has accepted guidance, this is Allah's blessing on him. وَمَا يَذْكُرُونَ إِلَّا أَن يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ هُوَ أَهْلُ التَّقْوَى وَأَهْلُ الْمَغْفِرَةِ He is Ahl. Who is Ahl? One who is worthy of something. Okay? One of the meanings of the word Ahl, it's also used for family, but it's also used for one who is worthy of something. Because you see, who is it that's most worthy of your good treatment and your money? Who? And your time? It's your family, right? They're closest to you. So, Ahlu Taqwa, he is the one worthy of fear. Meaning, he deserves that we fear him. Do we fear things? Do we fear people? Yeah? There are so many things that we are cautious of. Food ingredients, right? Certain toxins, different things. We're very cautious of. We protect ourselves from those things. And look at how careful we become. Out of all the things you fear and all the things you're careful about, and you remember, and because of that you read, and you research, and you check, and you investigate, and then you do something. Out of all the things that you fear, out of all the matters that you are conscious of, who deserves that you fear Him and you're conscious of Him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seriously, when it comes to food, have you ever Googled about a food product? Yeah? If it's halal or not? 
And even if it's not halal, maybe something else about that food product. Right? Why? Because we're concerned about our health. But how many times have we researched a matter out of fear of Allah? We were discussing about prayer. Right? So how many times have we researched before going to a place, if there is a place to pray over there? And when we can pray? Where we will do wudu? Seriously. Salah is one of the last things that comes to our mind. هُوَ أَهْلُ التَّقْوَى وَأَهْلُ الْمَغْفِرَةِ And he is the one who is worthy of maghfira, as in of giving maghfira. So when you've done something wrong, who deserves that you go to him with your guilt and with your remorse? It is Allah. Because وَمَنْ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ No one can. Only Allah forgives. So what does this mean? That if he deserves that you fear him, and he is the only one who can forgive you, then there is no refuge from him except with him. So go to him and remember him and fear him. Okay, let's listen to the recitation of these verses. لمن شاء منكم أن يتقدم أو يتأخر كل نفس بما كسبت رهينة إلا أصحاب اليمين في جنات يتساءلون عن المجرمين سلككم في سقر قالوا لم نكن من المصلين ولم نكن نطعم المسكين وكنا نخوض مع الخائضين وكنا نكذب بيوم الدين حتى أتانا اليقين فما تنفعهم شفاعة الشافعين فما لهم عن التذكرة معرضين كأنهم حمر مستنفرة فرت من قسورة بل يريد كل امرئ منهم أن يؤتى صحفا منشرة كلا بل لا يخافون الآخرة كلا إنه تذكرة فمن شاء ذكره وما يذكرون إلا أن يشاء Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh